Keeping yourself motivated takes work. If you don't work out your body, you get fat. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, your source for inspiration and motivation to achieve your goals, empowering you one word at a time. Umar Jang is an author and a blogger, and he will get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is Motivational Voice Podcast, and this is Umar Jang. And welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, session number three. Before we get started, I would like to take a minute and just briefly mention a couple of things. The first thing is that I would like to thank you very much for giving me a chance and downloading and listening to this podcast. When I started this podcast, I really didn't know what to expect. To be honest, I thought no one would download it because... I'm not a big shot TV host or radio host or even an actor with a huge following. I am just a guy in Minnesota who is trying to make a difference in someone's life. If you are wondering how I found the motivation to do this, it's quite simple really. I said to myself, if one person finds value in what I have to say and it gives them the motivation they need to do something in their life, something positive, even if it's temporary, then this whole thing is well worth it. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure I said thank you to you, the listener, whether you're in your car, at the gym. I just wanted to say thank you before moving on. Oh, by the way, if you have things that you are struggling with, if you lack motivation and you need some some coaching in your life or some advice, whether it be your personal life or your professional life, don't hesitate to contact me. Contact me, okay? I will do whatever I can to help you. Just send me an email or leave a comment. Who knows? It may very well be our next podcast episode. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is, finally, I am very, very excited to announce that on our next episode, I will have my very first guest. Don't miss it. That's session number four. All right, that's enough of that. Let's dive right in. If you have been struggling trying to deal with negative people, with negative vibes from a, from a negative person in your life, this is the episode for you. Take notes, rewind, and re-listen if you have to, because there'll be some good points that I'll be covering throughout the session. All right? Negative people. They are everywhere. At work, at home at the car wash, at the beach, and even in traffic. I see negative people. It doesn't matter where you are, you will run into negative people. One of the biggest mistakes that people make in dealing with negative people is to think that they can cheer them up. Turn that frown upside down, pun intended. Well, let me just tell you this right now. That's a horrible idea. And here's why. When Mr. Negative comes to you, he is looking for someone to dump his negativity on that can be extremely draining on you, physically and emotionally, especially if, if they just keep on coming and coming to you every time they have something negative to say about a family member, a friend, or if you are at work, 
they may nag and complain about a manager or a coworker. The bad news is that we have to live with them. Well, hopefully not in the same house. The good news is that there are ways to deal with negative people, and that's what we are talking about today. And here is your first pointer in dealing with negative people. And like I said before, take notes or pause and rewind if you have to because I'll be giving some good pointers. Alright, tip number one. Avoid hot topics. When dealing with negative people, you absolutely must avoid what I call hot topics. Chances are, if you are dealing with a negative person, they already have plenty to complain about. As a general rule, you should never engage with a negative person unless you absolutely have to. If you must communicate with a negative person, don't bring up any sensitive topics. Just don't do it. Okay? These are the topics that they love to talk about and could go on and on for hours. If at all possible, avoid the conversation altogether. If they keep rambling on and without allowing you to say a word, interject and say something along the lines of, Can I just say one thing? And then bring the conversation to a close and try to start a less sensitive topic. Talk about something simple and, and, and easy and, and cheerful if you can. You can say something like, I've heard what you had to say, and it's quite interesting how those things happen. What do you think about this? And then by this, you could say, I don't know, what do you think about the soccer game yesterday or the, the football game yesterday? Okay, so that would get, get you to introduce a new topic that is less sensitive. Notice that you said an entire sentence without really saying anything meaningful. So that's what you can do. You want to say something that doesn't have any sensitive topics that they can, that they can latch on to. Because if they do, they can start a, another negative rant and it can go on for, for a long time. Make a neutral statement that does not give them any way from going forward and, and, and being dumping on you their negativity. Because it diverts their attention to a more positive topic of your choice, making you in, in charge of the topic. You can't be in charge of, their, of correcting their negativity, but you can control the topic. Okay, on to tip number two. Listen and redirect. A person can come across sometimes as being very negative without really meaning to be. Sometimes things are not black and white. Sometimes it's more complicated than that. I used to work with an individual who was so hard on, on themselves that they came across as being very negative. But I could tell that they weren't complaining to be mean or hurtful. They just, they just wanted someone to talk to and did not know if it was appropriate to do so in the workplace. So in this case, one day I, I approached the, this individual and said, Hey, you look a little sad. Oh, is everything okay? They just completely opened up and started talking and talking about how insecure they felt and how overwhelmed they were about so many things and that they don't feel like they are good enough to be doing the job that they were hired to do. This individual did not necessarily want me to fix the issue. They just wanted to be heard. 
They just wanted someone to reassure them that they are not as bad as they think they are. In this case, the way to deal with the negative person is to listen first, then redirect. Listen, then redirect. You redirect their negative thoughts and force them to think about the things that they did well. They may feel like they completely messed up and that they never get anything done right, but if you ask them, they may tell you that they completely they completed two out of three projects successfully, for example, but because they are so hard on, on themselves, they may obsess on the one thing that they didn't do right. So after listening to them talk about the negative things, uh, how they could have done better and how they're not good enough, redirect their thoughts by asking questions. So you could ask something like, you know, what did you do well this week? Or what did you do well in that project? They may say something like, well, I didn't get anything done. I messed everything up. Well, and in return, you can say, well, what have you done right specifically? What are the things that you are proud of, that you accomplished? Eventually, they will see that what they got wrong was a small piece in the bigger picture. The problem with negative people is that they focus so much on the few negative things that they fail to see the bigger picture the 20,000 level view, if you will. By listening to them and redirecting them to the positive things in their lives, you remind them that life is not so bad after all. Now we move on to tip number three for dealing with negative people. Ignore the negativity. Just ignore it. You may find yourself in a situation where you have to deal with negative people repetitively and you are getting to a point where you're just sick and tired of hearing the same complaints about this or that and and you know what went wrong and and it's just it, it gets to a point where you just can't hear it anymore perhaps you even tried to keep an open mind and and be compassionate but the negativity just kept on coming this is one of those situations where you just have to cut your losses and ignore the negativity Some people are so caught up in their negativity that you absolutely should not engage in the conversation at all. The best approach is to ignore the negative comments and move on. You could say things like, "Mm mm-hmm, by nodding your head, interesting. Oh, is that so? So keep your responses short and sweet. They will eventually get the point and leave you alone. All right, so let's recap what we talked about so far. In dealing with negative people, number one, avoid hard topics, so avoid those sensitive topics. Number two, listen and redirect, so listen to what they have to say and then redirect them to the positive things that they have accomplished or the good things about their lives. And number three, ignore the negativity. Okay, so that's what we have so far. Number four is to dig deeper. Okay. Sometimes people have a negative approach on life because they have other issues they are dealing with in their own lives. Issues that you may not be aware of. They may have financial problems. Maybe they are having trouble paying the mortgage or the rent. Maybe they are dealing with a sick parent or a sick relative or they may be sick even themselves. Maybe they have a major relationship issue like a divorce or a nasty breakup. 
and the list goes on and on. They may be bottling up all those emotions and have reached a boiling point and their body's way to release that pressure is to see the world in a negative light. Unfortunately, not everyone knows to ask for help when they need it. Personally, it took me a while to figure out how to ask for help, but also when to ask for help. And that's the, the important part, knowing when to ask for help. This is something I had to learn early on in, my, in both my career and my personal life. People who are negative tend to lack the ability to ask for help. They see it as a sign of, of weakness or incompetence, when truly it isn't. Asking for help is not, is not incompetence. In fact, one important skill that employers look for in an individual is whether or not they have the ability to ask for help when it, when it is needed. No one knows everything. And no one can do everything at any given moment or any given milestone in their lives. Okay, if life was like that, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to have families or friends or build connections with other people. It just doesn't work that way. When you ask for help, you are leveraging other people's knowledge to help you solve a problem, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? Negative people are generally not willing to ask for help. Perhaps it does not even occur to them that they do not have to go through life or through hardships alone. Knowing how to ask for help is a skill, as I mentioned. It really is. I mean, if you think about it, it is a skill. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. The most successful individuals in our society are, are experts at, at asking for help and delegating help. You know, they delegate work. They know they can't do it all alone. They surround themselves with people who can actually help them fix a problem and help them execute their visions. So if you think of the Bill Gates and the Steve Jobs and you know the people who have really accomplished a lot to the point that they changed our culture. When you decide to take on a negative person and dig deeper to figure out why they are being so negative, be careful, okay? Be careful not to become their confidant or their go-to complaint person, quote-unquote. You want to quickly figure out what issues they are having and encourage them to get help. Don't take it on. After that, move on and distance yourself. You do not want them to keep coming back to you and draining you on a regular basis. You may have your own problems to deal with and you do not want to pile on someone else's problems. Alright, so here are some questions you can ask to dig deeper. Is there something I can help you with? Is everything okay at home? How are you managing at work? Tip number five in dealing with negative people. Be a positive role model. One way to deal with negativity is to remain consistently positive yourself. One of the most effective ways to deal with negativity is to reflect a positive attitude. A long time ago, I used to work in a restaurant. If you are familiar with the hospitality industry, you know that chefs tend to be very sensitive about how they want things to be done in the kitchen. If you've watched those uh, cooking shows on cable, you'll notice that they bleep a lot of the content. You know, they bleep a lot of it. 
That's because chefs like to swear a lot. This is because chefs want things to be done a certain way in a stressful environment. And they are responsible for keeping a tight inventory and a tight ship. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that chefs are negative. Not at all. Absolutely not. But I would say that 7 out of 10 chefs I have worked with, or met, have a very low tolerance for mistakes. And this restaurant I worked at was a top-notch restaurant in Washington, D.C. It was uh, near the White House and was only a few miles from, from the hill. Uh, for those who are not familiar with the area, the hill is an area in the District of Columbia where you can find the Senate buildings, the Capitol. Because of that proximity, the clientele that came in for lunch has high expectations. To top it all off, the place was just packed every single day. Anyway, to make a long story short, one day I messed up a food order and had to rush back to the kitchen to fix it. The chef did not take kindly at all to the fact that I I did that, and he he blew up on me. He He was just horrible and used profane language that I cannot even repeat here on air. People have quit their jobs working at that place because of this guy. So I knew I had to address this immediately. I did not want our working relationship to be negative like I have seen it happen with other staff. So I waited until my shift was over and I approached him alone and I said, Hey John, that's not his real name. I'm, I'm using the name John in the off chance that decades later he's still working there. So I said, Hey John, I wanted to talk to you about what happened earlier. First of all, I apologize for my mistake and I will make sure that it doesn't happen again. But I wanted to let you know that I'm a very positive person. I was raised to be respectful of people and never say anything hurtful to them. And I really would appreciate it if you would not use profanities when talking to me directly. If I do make a mistake, if I do something wrong by any means, let me know so I can learn from it and avoid doing it again. But I would just appreciate it if you don't use curse words when you're speaking to me. So what did you think happened after I said that? Actually, to my surprise, he apologized for how he spoke to me and we shook on it. From that point on, it was very striking for me to see how he spoke to me compared to the rest of the staff. I did not change him, not by a long shot, but I earned his respect by staying positive. And he must have spoken to the other chefs and the general manager because I could notice a shift in, in dynamics. Uh, I could notice that the other chefs also changed their attitudes in a much more positive way when communicating with me. So the point here is that you you can be a role model for positive behavior. All right, tip number six, walk away. This is essential, okay? As you've seen, there are various ways to deal with negative people. But coming in contact with a negative person on a regular basis can negatively affect your own attitude even if you are a very, very positive person. If you get to a point where you dread seeing a particular person, whether it be at home or at work, 
to the point that you are beginning to have negative thoughts or feelings, it is time to walk away from the negative individual in your life. If they are at work, don't deal with them at all. If you have to, keep it strictly professional and stop any other conversations before they go anywhere. If it is a relative, tell them that you have some place to be and walk away. If you are confronted by other family members about your choice to walk away, be honest. Tell them that you are only interested in healthy relationships, respectful and positive relationships, rather than focusing on negative conversations, and that you will not allow any negativity around you or your family. All right, so let's do a brief recap of what we just talked about. Tip number one, avoid hot topics. Okay, so avoid those sensitive topics that will get them going and on and on. Tip number two, listen and redirect. So listen to what they have to say and bring their attention to the positive things in their lives, the things that they did right, rather than just the negative things. Tip number three, Ignore the negativity. If the person is consistently negative and you are in a situation or at a time in your life where you don't want to deal with it, just ignore it. If you have to answer, say things like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. All right. Tip number four, dig deeper. Sometimes people can be negative and it may not be in their character to be negative. It may just be that they are dealing with issues in their own lives. So try to find out what those are and, and ask them to, to get help. Tip number five, be a positive role model. Be an advocate for positive behavior, even if the situation calls for, for you to be angry or mad. And finally, tip number six, walk away. There are times where it's just not worth it. It's not worth it for your family. It's not worth it for you or your health. Just walk away. It is now time for the quote of the day. Here is the quote of the day. Your positivity can become a castle around you which will protect you from the arrow of negativity. I'll repeat it. Your positivity can be a castle around you which will protect you from the arrow of negativity. This is a quote by Gurudev Sri Chitrabhanu. Uh, I believe he's from India. Here is my interpretation of the quote of the day. I think this one is pretty straightforward. If you are a positive person by nature, there will be days when there is so much negativity directed towards you that you will always find a way to see the glass as half full. What do you think? Is that what you think this code means or do you have a different interpretation? Leave a comment at umarjeng.com forward slash session 3. I like to think that I am a very fortunate individual because there are people in life who are less fortunate than we are. Think about the quadriplegic person, the person who is paralyzed from the neck down, where they can't get out of bed, they can't do anything without others helping them, 
they need help to bathe, they need to be fed, they need to be driven, and so on. If you feel like you are having negative feelings and you are feeling that your attitude is turning from being positive and uplifting to to one that's negative, find like-minded people, positive people that you can surround yourself with to help you get through the day. And never ever hesitate to ask for help if you need it. Next time on the Motivational Voice Podcast, and I talked about this earlier in the show, I will have my very first guest on the show. We will talk about how to get over your fears of starting your own business. So subscribe to the podcast and get a push notification as soon as that show is live. It will be an exciting show. Uh, And like I said, I'm very, very excited to have my very first guest. If you haven't done so already, please rate the show on iTunes. This will help it rank so other people can find it and benefit from it. Don't wait to do this. If you are online right now, go ahead and rate the show. Don't say, oh, I'm sure someone else is going to rate it. Because they may be thinking the same thing. They may be thinking that you will rate it and in the end it will not happen because you're thinking they'll rate it and they're thinking you'll rate it. There is a very well-known story that I will leave you with about how a person was being attacked in a neighborhood and dozens of people either witnessed the attack or heard it. But no one ever called the cops because everyone was thinking that someone else was going to do it. So go on iTunes, rate the show, and leave me feedback on how I am doing. If you have any suggestions or comments on the show and how I can improve the show, let me know. Please let me know. This is your show, and without you, it would not exist. Thank you very much for listening. Please be safe and stay motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog post at omarjang.com.